Welcome to Legal Marketing 101, presented by Rosen Advertising. I'm your host, Toby Rosen. And this week, I want to talk about a conversation that I have with attorneys pretty much every week. There are a couple of common pain points that a lot of attorneys who are running pay-per-click or are looking to get into pay-per-click, there are a couple of common pain points that seem to always exist, whether it's a firm in California or a firm in North Carolina or in the middle of the country, anywhere in the US, we have a couple of key problems. The first one of these things that the client will come to me and, and say in our first phone call is, we have no idea how many clients came to us from our paid advertising. We know that some people said they came to us from Google, some people said they found us from the website, or some people found us from the internet. But invariably, these firms are using maybe a system like Clio, where they fall into a bucket like this, and the, the front desk team is not really pushing hard enough to find out where they actually came from, or the user doesn't even know where they, they came from. And when we do know where somebody came from, we often don't know specifically which campaign, or which advertisement, or what's really successful. And that's generally the first thing that law firms or lawyers say to me when they come to either revamp their, their pay-per-click advertising or set up new pay-per-click campaigns or set up new automations is they say, we have no idea. And tracking is a huge, huge element of why that's a problem. And we'll come back to tracking in a second. The next comment that almost every attorney makes to me is that they don't know where their ads are showing up. Now, some attorneys spend a lot of time Googling their own name and Googling their firm, and some of it is narcissism, but some of it is legitimate you know, research on their own advertising. Now, there are best practices for how to research your own advertising. Going on Google and searching it is not the way to do it. You wanna use the proper tools and third-party research tools. But so often, attorneys really have no idea where their ads are actually showing up. They have some kind of line that their current agency has told them that they're running this and that and the other thing, but they don't know how often it shows up, what the ads look like, what they're leading to, what's being tracked. And really, again, this comes down to tracking and having a, a total view of your project management. But that's the second thing. The third thing, and this is where we're gonna get into how to fix a problem, is that the clients who call us from the ads or come into the office or email us from the ads are not good leads. That's the third big thing that lawyers say to me, is that the clients they're getting from Google ads or Facebook ads or LinkedIn or Twitter, they're not good leads. And typically by the time they get to me, they're so disenchanted with those systems that spending $3,000, $5,000, $8,000 a month to the Google black box and not having any idea what they're really getting back. When we have no tracking in step one and we don't know where the ads are showing up in step two, we're setting it up to when number three happens, the leads are not good or the, the leads are not looking for the services that the firm offers, it's a perfect storm of everything is bad. And I don't know why more agencies don't spend more time on number one and two, because when number three does happen, it's a lot easier to fix. I mean, it, it happens all the time to me that we enter a new market and we're doing a new practice area and we're not finding the leads right off the bat. Now, we don't do any contracts and I really urge lawyers to just stick with it and, and push to, to find out okay, what kind of data can we get here? What kind of leads can we get here? But you know, we wanna make smart decisions and give ourselves time limits for how long we want to wait until we fully test out a system. But when number three happens, if you have number one and two in place, you're set up to find the problem and fix the problem. We know with tracking and we know with CRM systems that we can find out, okay, this lead came from this source, they came from this keyword, from this campaign, and we know 
that's a good one for us to run. Or we know that new leads coming in who aren't converting into clients, we can tell where they are coming from. As often as not, having tracking systems and all of that is about finding who's not converting and how we can exclude those people from the marketing systems. But back to number three, that the clients are not good leads or that they're not looking for the services. This is one of the most common things I hear. And there are a lot of reasons why this happens. I don't I don't want to be facetious and say that this is only one reason. But more often than not, particularly when it comes to legal services businesses, law firms, and solo practices, there's a big thing that we see happening here, and that's click waste. Now, what click waste is, is essentially wasted budget on clicks where we know almost to a 100% certainty that the person on the other side of that click is never going to become a client. So if we get a click on Jennifer Aniston divorce photos for a divorce lawyer in Connecticut, we're pretty confident that that's not going to lead to a divorce client. And that's a wasted spend. And those keywords, a lot of the time, because we're typically bidding in a lot of cases where I see this, we're, we're bidding on broad match keywords. So we have massively expanded targeting and lots of these celebrity terms or Judge Judy type terms where we're talking about court TV shows and the latest celebrity divorces and some development that's really not related to a person who's actually a potential client for a divorce law firm. But this is a huge, huge area. The way we can identify whether or not this is happening is by going through our search terms reports. So going into Google Ads and going into the search terms report under keywords and seeing what people are actually searching. And that's where we generally find big elements of click waste. There are some key identifiers that when a new firm comes to me and they want to find out where their budget is actually going, there are a few identifiers that I typically see. And that's broad match keywords or Google ads that don't have a lot of extensions. Maybe they don't have a lot of ad text or it's very basic ad text. There's some basic identifiers where we can see what I call a a fine law campaign. It's essentially a campaign that says we're lawyers and we have an office and we can help you with legal problems, but it doesn't really explain what value there is for the client in hiring that particular attorney. So there are a few identifiers there that we can see, and you may see these in your own ads, that there's a lot of broad match there. If you go into the search terms report and you see a lot of searches in there that don't look like someone who wants to purchase services at your law firm is going to be searching if it's related to celebrities when you're in the divorce space, if it's related to politics when you're in the immigration space, and politics when you're in the bankruptcy space, or companies when you're in uh, the business space when you're in the bankruptcy legal practice. But those are some of the easy ways to identify, is this potentially happening? Now, fixing that, there are a couple of solutions. And the easy one is the one you're thinking of. When you go into that search terms list, you have an option to select those search terms and exclude them from your campaigns. Now, here's why that's not a good idea. If your campaign is set up with a bunch of broad match keywords, So you have a lot of broad match, let's say you're a divorce firm and you have broad match divorce, broad match divorce lawyer, divorce law firm, all of these sort of divorce related keywords without any phrase or exact match types. If you just go into the search terms report and exclude those individual searches. Now, some of them may have a few searches on a particular term, but if you exclude just those searches and don't clean up the actual keywords, you're still going to get whatever the latest, greatest celebrity divorce or new divorce law in your state. You're still gonna get those searches because you're targeting the broad match. It's not targeted enough to people who are specifically in market for what it is you wanna do. So there are a couple of ways to set up your keyword list in the first place to avoid this 
dragnet approach that we get by having tons of broad match keywords and then individually picking out the bad ones. That's what we want to stay away from is doing that dragnet of broad match and then just picking out all the bad stuff because that is an infinite job. We will always have to update there continuously excluding keywords and typically we're only going to be able to exclude them once we've missed on one click. So we will have budget waste for an infinite period of time every time, you know, it may not be particularly high amounts, but we're still going to have that $5, $7 click here and there before we can get to it and exclude it. So the, the way to set these campaigns up, the first thing I want to recommend is using more targeted match types in your keyword lists. That's the first thing. If you're only targeting the keywords that you want people to search on or very close variants of things that people who are in market for your services would search, you're not going to get these extraneous divorce celebrity searches and you know the latest immigration law and all of that stuff. You're not going to get that. That's the first way to, to deal with that. The second easy way to deal with bad searches is what we talked about initially, negative keywords. So again, I don't recommend doing the dragnet approach where you just in, just create lists of negative keywords and have a couple of broad match keywords bringing in all the traffic. I suggest doing the phrase and exact match keywords, keeping it tight, and then excluding some of the keywords that might be attached to your phrase match keywords. So if we do a keyword that says bankruptcy ebook, a lot of people are going to say free bankruptcy ebook, but perhaps we don't want those downloads. Not because we have a problem with those people, but we're really focusing on people who want a more, let's say, bespoke experience. They want a more, they want a more luxurious experience in their bankruptcy proceeding. They want to, they're willing to pay for a $250 consult and they're willing to have somebody who's really going to take care of this. It could be a business, not an individual, but they want to actually have that service. So instead of marketing to the people who are looking for a free bankruptcy ebook, we're going to focus more on keywords that are related to bankruptcy attorneys and hiring a bankruptcy lawyer to deal with your bankruptcy. And then in the ad text, will advertise a free ebook because everybody loves something for free. But what we're really looking for when we do advertising almost all the time is people who are going to pay money for legal services. So if we include too many of those, I call them tire kicker terms, free, cheap, quick, easy, legal aid, pro bono. If we include too many of those in our keywords, we're going to get searches from people who are looking for those services, who are looking for legal aid, who are looking for pro bono legal services and when we're doing paid advertising, typically the goal is to make money. So we avoid that. So the main two things I recommend are heavily focusing on those keyword lists, making sure that those keywords in your keyword list are closely related to the intent you want the searcher to have, using the match types as, let's call it judiciously as possible, and being sort of aggressive with making sure things are specific to the keywords you're targeting using negative keywords to keep out tire kickers and people who are essentially just not good clients. And then the last element here is using the demographic targeting. So this is not really that related to keywords, but it's a good area to make sure we're keeping out. If we're in immigration space and we don't want to have anybody under 25, let's say hire us, we can exclude that demographic. If we're in the divorce space and we're only targeting the top 10 or 20% of incomes, we'll exclude the bottom 80%. But there's a lot of that bad, there's just a lot of those bad clicks in some of those demographic groups. And depending on who you're targeting, it makes a lot of sense to just entirely exclude the people you're not targeting. That's kind of an obvious one. So how can we manage all of this in the long term? It's, it's great to talk about how we set it up and how we get the keyword lists in shape. 
but it is something that we really are going to have to do a little bit of maintenance on over time. I mean, it's, it's kind of constant. It's something that, especially if you're doing the dragnet approach, which I, you know, I don't recommend that, but if you do that, that's, that's weekly maintenance with the other approaches. It's something where I recommend if your spend is under a thousand dollars a month, looking into it every month or every other week, and just making sure that, okay, the search terms that we're actually getting, those look good. They look relevant to the business. And then obviously having tracking set up for all this, we're going to talk about tracking, we're going to talk about tracking more in other episodes of legal marketing, but having that tracking set up is really what's going to tell us whether or not something is working and knowing what that cost per conversion or cost per lead or cost per acquisition, whichever term you want to use, knowing what that cost is, that's what determines, hey, should we keep spending money on Google ads? Should we move that budget into Facebook ads? Should we move it into programmatic? The list goes on and on. But those are two of the most critical elements of having a strong digital strategy. When I see businesses that are wasting money on their Google ads or they have a firm that just really isn't doing optimization enough or they have other firms in the market that are competing and they have some conflict of interest and it's not ideal. It happens all the time. And like I said, we see these issues with keyword lists where we have lots of waste. I see that all the time. I mean, it's, it's, it sounds a little bit cliche to just say, I see that all the time, all the time, but really once or twice a week, I'm seeing firms where 60 or 70% of their budget is unfortunately being spent on keywords that are really not related to what they're trying to do with their ads. So in the long term, managing this is something that, like I said, it, it does take constant maintenance. I mean, it's something that you really have to be sort of on top of things, whether you're making changes constantly or just monitoring constantly. It's something that I definitely recommend staying on top of. And even if you trust your pay-per-click managers, even if you're working with me as your pay-per-click manager, check in on what the clicks actually are check in on what the searches actually are. You wanna make sure that these are relevant to your business or ask your pay-per-click manager, hey, can you send me a search terms report? I wanna see how relevant we are. And, and you don't have to go after them for this, but you can say, hey, these 10 keywords look like they're not really relevant. And usually, if you have a good pay-per-click manager, it won't be a problem. You can exclude those keywords and make sure they tighten up the keyword list so that it's really focused on people who are in market and engaged with your business. But it is something that's going to have to be constantly looked at. And especially if you're spending any significant type of budget, it's something you want to pay pretty close attention to. So that wraps up my thoughts essentially on click waste and how to prevent it. In the next episodes of Legal Marketing 101, we're going to talk about subjects like how to spend a larger budget, how to push into new ad avenues, and how to take advantage of some of the advertising opportunities that have come up during COVID and throughout 2020 and 2021. We're also going to talk more about automation, landing pages, and tracking in particular. Tracking is going to be a big subject over the next couple of months. But if you have any further questions or you have questions that you'd like us to address on the podcast, please send us an email at contact at rosenadvertising.com and I'll do my best to get it answered on a podcast episode soon. That's all I've got for this week. Thank you so much for listening. I'll be back next week with another episode of Legal Marketing 101. Thank you very much. Thank you.